Hello, hello, and welcome to the Everything Considered podcast. My name is April, and I'm very pleased to welcome back Timo Davis. Uh, we spoke about a month ago. We got to know Tim, so I would encourage you, if you've, uh, you're not familiar with him or his body of work, uh, please go to that podcast and listen to it. And I will also be posting all the relevant uh, links to get a hold of Tim uh, underneath this video or audio, depending on how you're listening. Um, but Tim and I last time we kind of we had a nice conversation after the podcast and uh, we decided to have him on back and we were going to talk about setting intentions around the holidays. Tim, our world is going through some stuff right now and yeah. the holidays can feel like something we look forward to, but it's also kind of daunting uh, on top of it. How, you know, we're going to get into different parts of this because there's a lot of things to it. Um but how can we navigate these times more skillfully and have more mm. peace? So we, throughout our lives, have, on some level, have intentions to be peaceful, to be at ease, to be able to contribute to our families and our friends in a positive way. Mm -hmm. And the amazing thing about the holidays is that there's almost a pressure to do that, right? It's like we're supposed to get gifts for each other, supposed to give each other candy. We're supposed to... Uh, create these immense feasts for thanksgiving and 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 it, it can feel like a lot of pressure you know and, it, and it's and it can almost be less about the heart opening and more about just kind of checking boxes and becoming just another task mm. that we have to take care of mm. so i'd say april that the first thing is just to notice that and to um almost anticipatory letting go right of of that feeling of stress and that doesn't mean that you still aren't making lists and being organized and and sort of taking a uh, an, an organized approach to all the things that are coming up. But with every step and every thought, just make sure that there's at least some feeling of heart in there and to not feel gay, uh, shame or guilt when we fall short or when we do just kind of mechanically go through our stuff or get pissed off because, you know, yeah. some kid took all the Reese's peanut butter cups and left the, you know, whatever in the, in the, in the candy thing at Halloween. Yeah. So to, to welcome, so we, we start to have those emotions when we feel kind of obligated, like it's, it's a pressure as opposed to a joy, but it's yeah. okay that we did that, that. I mean, it's okay for us to feel those things and to be really honest with ourselves. And, you know, this is part of the experience, you know, it's okay that I'm feeling kind of angry or frustrated or, but to notice it, because I think where we get in trouble is like inauthentically mm. trying to put on the happy face and, you know, do all the things, you know, and force that smile, you know, when you're just <laughs> be the perfect host or hostess, right? Yeah. And you're really just not feeling it. Yeah. Just really not feeling it. I, so I, I, um, I'm, I'm sure that many of your listeners are strong proponents and practitioners of meditation, right? Mm -hmm. So obviously that's a really good intention to set at the beginning of this because essentially what you're talking about is being mindful, right? It's just being aware of what the uh, core intention is that you're acting from as we go through these, these steps, you know, and practices. And, and like you said, giving ourselves space to feel the wide range of vibrations, energies, and emotions that are going to come up. Yeah. ranging from like pure flat out unconditional love to pure flat out triggering and anger and violence you know yeah so 
I, I am a strong proponent in kind of preparing for that, right? That, that whatever discipline you've set in your life and you've seen work that you really create space for it. Mm -hmm. So that could mean meditation, you know, in the morning and in the evening, it could mean that if you have a, a, a practice of walking or going to the gym or doing yoga, that, that you very intentionally make sure that that has a place in your life over the holidays, because no more, there's no more time when you're going to need it than, than with all the pressures, et cetera, that we go through. Yes. And then after that, it's um, just about kind of preparing oneself, you know, because as the season rolls around, so first there's Halloween, right? And there's just mm -hmm. all this candy and just kind of the, the worst possible nutrition to prepare yourself for this season. And at different points when I've been at like really hardcore, I would just say, okay, I'm not going to eat hard sugars, you know, from thanks from, from Halloween all the way through new year's, I would just eliminate that from my diet. And, you know, that's a lot, that's a big ask, right. Mm -hmm. But just to watch as best you can and to, um, so, so to create like some space around that so that you limit it. You don't do things where it's around and so easily accessible so that you have like a window where you've got the candy in to feed the kids who come, you know, on Halloween night, mm -hmm. and then you get rid of it. You just kind of prepare for that with intention. And, and the beautiful thing about being mindful and aware is that you can kind of use some predictive analysis as to when the hard times are going to come and to schedule some disciplines and get help, you know, from loved ones, from friends and create a little support network around all these things that are coming up. This is really perfect because, um, you know, we usually find ourselves coping, like getting into the Halloween, the kids ha Halloween candy, <laughs> you know, eating half a bowl of it or, you know, eating all the holiday goodies, you know, um, as a way to cope with stress. But what mm. you're saying is let's, let's, let's plan ahead. Let's prepare and understand that you know, I think too, we try to act like it's not stressful, but it, it is. And, you know, and find ways to, to deal with those things in healthier ways, instead of, you know, succumbing to, you know, I'm now I'm desperate. Now I'm, I'm my anxiety is through the roof and mm. um, I've got to do something to squelch this real quick. And maybe that, you know, has traditionally been to eat that mm. extra piece of pie or shove down a couple of cookies or get into the kids Halloween candy, right? Yeah. And it can actually be a really beautiful exercise to reinforce our discipline of mindfulness, right? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean that we don't have some candy or cookies, but as we take that bite, just to be aware of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. To and be in presence, be present with it. Exactly. And to not have guilt and shame over it, like to, 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 add guilt and shame over dietary habits is just in a way to resist your own being, you know, and to, to not give yourself the space, but at the same time to, to always be trying to move forward, right. With the energy moving forward towards a healthier diet, towards a healthier being mm -hmm. and appreciation for that helps us to be, you know, better as better for our family, better for ourselves and better to help other people. Yeah. And you know how it is like if we are overly caffeinated or that when the sugar buzz goes away, it's like really easy to be cranky, right? And even to be mindful about that. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that's helped me a lot, especially in, in the time of my life when I work, you know, in office spaces was to recreate 
almost like the uh, the intention of a quick meditation periodically throughout the day. And for me, I called it a tent pole practice, right? And so I would kind of have the strategy that I would meditate in the morning and meditate in the evening. And that would be kind of my shelter, so to speak, my emotional shelter, my um, energetic shelter, just to create strength in myself for when I, I would get triggered and hit. Mm -hmm. And so I'd meditate morning and evening, but then um, say I had a meeting at 10 o'clock every morning where I knew I was going to have to be ready to, to deliver some news and there was going to be resistance, whatever. You know, at, at 9.55, I would just take a second and I'd put my arms over my head, almost like a Bikram yoga pose, right? And just stretch upward and breathe and really feel my lungs open and just have the sense of intention of just opening my energy centers, right? Or just, just relaxing even, just simply relaxing so that I'm prepared to go into that moment of stress. Right. And and I would do that you know, a number of times a day. And my teacher, Michael A. Singer, he talks about when he was, you know, leading medical manager and doing, you know, his corporate work, when he would go from meeting to meeting, every time that he his hand touched a doorknob or he, before he went through a door, he would just do like a microsecond pause just to mm -hmm. take a deep breath and remember his connection. And whether it's God or Buddha or nature or your higher self, however it is that you feel strength, you know, just to tap into that and take mm -hmm. a deep breath and just give yourself a moment to realize that, you know, as, as one, I think Yogananda, the guru said, we're all just sad and happy actors playing on the stage of life, you know, <laughs> and, and to, to just feel like what, what's about to happen is going to be, it's going to push my buttons. I'm, I'm potentially going to get triggered, but just remember that it's going to pass and just give yourself a space to kind of preload yourself with a sense of surrender as you walk into a situation and then let that bring you to your highest self that you're really clear and focused and not controlled by emotions so that you can be present mm -hmm. and be at your best to actually deal with situations so you're always moving forward instead of backwards right right i find it and interesting. just repeat that process throughout the day like just just I, I would do it like I do that breathing technique before meetings, before I had difficult meetings with certain people, before I had different situations and just set up these these moments of of repeating that practice throughout the day. So taking those periodic pauses, I, do you, you know, I, I find the anxiety before a thing to be worse than the thing itself. Man, is that true? <laughs> Often, you know, like my mind works this up to some big thing. And then I get there and it all goes smoother. It doesn't, but it wasn't as bad as what my mind, you know, created it to be. And even sometimes that's true with like things you're even looking forward to, too. Like true. you can lead yourself to be disappointed because you think it's going to be this amazing experience and you create such a high bar that it's hard to meet that. But yeah, so that, I, I agree. Like, you know, it's it's nature. It's natural that we're going to anticipate things and we're going to have anxiety and fear because so much of life is beyond our control. You know, mm -hmm. you don't have to watch the news very long to feel that. Right. That's the truth. But just to but just take a deep breath and realize that, you know, for however many years you've been alive, you've managed to work through stuff and you've been fine. And there's a deep realization that when we are at our best, when we are relaxed and comfortable with ourselves, that we typically can handle most anything that comes up. Mm -hmm. And so resiliency. 
Yeah, it's it's like learning to trust yourself in a way, you know. I and and if it hasn't gone well, things haven't gone well, and I've certainly experienced that in my own life, where I've gone into situations where I have habitually not done well, just to relax and do the best I could with that too. That's there's growth in all of that, and mm. eventually, this is difficult, but to settle into an optimism about the difficult moments in life, because behind them and working through them is a sense of release that opens energy and helps us to grow mm -hmm. and pain and anxiety and fear are kind of the universe's way of pointing out where our work is like we don't have to seek work life is there to point it out for us and be okay with that so from the broader perspective it's all really perfect you know it really is it's when we're in the <laughs> we're in the depths of the of the the swamp you know or it's the right shit, in our yeah face. We're, we're in the shit it's hard to feel it yeah yeah it's hard it's hard to separate yourself what about like social gatherings I know that that's another you know another issue you know we get together with friends and family and maybe Uncle Joe is kind of triggering with some of the things that he says and but you and you know that Aunt Martha's going to get reactive about it and you know so there's this there's just all this anxiety around coming together uh, if, if you're in that situation, how do you, you know, we, you've given a lot of good tips about pausing, but let's just say you're at the table and you're, it's going on <laughs> and there you right. are sick of it. Oh my God. I, I, you know, I, I am a profound sensitive introvert. <laughs> I've done so much work on myself and let universe have that part of me. And I think one of my least favorite things about working in a corporate setting was having to go to those holiday events, right? And having to relate to people on a new and different way. Mm -hmm. And I like that intention setting that I talk about, you know, I would, as I was getting dressed, right? Like that's when I really felt it because I'm putting on different clothes, right? I'm wearing like a Christmas tie or like, you know, some, Oh God, you know, just like that whole stuff. It's, it makes me kind of queeve out, honestly, even to think mm. about it now. But as I was doing that, I would just kind of set that intention. And also I would focus on the fact that in two hours or three hours, I'm going to be done with this. And it's, it's really not that bad, but I, I really felt intense social anxiety around that. Mm -hmm. And so to reiterate, I would, I would, set intention going in that I'm just going to try to be as charming and as nice as I can. I'm just going to be at my best self. And I would do all those same practices. Like literally I would just breathe and relax the whole time. Like I just like, I would monitor my breath, like walking in the door so that I would make sure that I don't let it catch. You know how sometimes when you are in a situation, you find that you're, you're, you're like constricting your breath right around here. So it's like, it's holding. Hmm. And if I stayed, just kept the just a little chunk of my consciousness on leaving the breath able to flow in and out, it would really help. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing I do is, is just to see moments, you know, where I could take a breath and just relax. But then once it, you're at the table, right? Like you're at the table and you, you don't know who you're going to be sitting next to. I just ask a lot of questions, like, like, don't make it about yourself, you know, mm -hmm. just to be curious, be curious. And one of the things that anxiety does is to make us kind of close up in a shell, right? Mm -hmm. And it can either make us just babble as a defensive mechanism, like put up a wall of words, right? Mm -hmm. Or to just close down. Mm -hmm. 
And I found that like, if I asked questions and I really listened to the answers without creating an answer ahead of time, then I didn't have to do anything, but just ask a few questions and people were more than willing to share. Mm -hmm. And you can get even as intentional as how's the Christmas shopping going? You know, how's, um, are you ready for Hanukkah? You know, or, or whatever, you know, whatever your tradition is, whatever the corporate culture is, just have some questions just, just to start the thing. And, and I always found that if I was brave, like I would do something brave. I would go talk to somebody at the beginning. I just try to like, as, as an exercise in surrendering to my own anxiety, I would try to find somebody that I didn't know. And I would just go shake their hand and say, how's it going? What's going on? And, and just let them pour themselves out. And, and pretty soon, you know, I could get at least to a point of comfort. Now, now then that conversation ends and you're kind of back in the same space, but I'll just kind of repeat that. But I, oh gosh, April, that was, I really don't like those events. Like yeah. if I have some, I'd rather be the waiter, <laughs> you know, carrying the food and delivering the thing. And, and, and then one other thing though, is to um, anticipate your own alcohol or food practices mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. make sure that, you know, maybe if you're with your spouse or somebody that you're, you set kind of an expectation for how far you're going to go with that. Because you know, when the anxiety hits, it's easy to start, start shoving shit in your mouth or just yeah. like slamming the wine, right? And mm -hmm. and to just be careful about that because that can that can have a long term effect on your career. <laughs> Definitely, and then I think too, it loosens it. You know, inhibitions that you might have kept in check before <laughs> sometimes yeah. come pouring out when you know when what you were doing was trying to medicate the anxiety you know, your, your body was, I mean, I think it's a, you're not real conscious of it. And then of course, then, you know, things come out and that can be regrettable. So it's, it's good to just kind of be mind, like you said, mindful about that. That's yeah, good. I, 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 you know, when you work enough and you've been to these kind of events or, or family events, mm -hmm. you kind of know in advance what's going to happen. And that doesn't mean that you have to put a cynical energy around that. Like, you know, like you said, uncle Frank and aunt Martha, like they're going to get hammered and talk about some political thing that, you know, is just going to blow the whole thing up. Right. But that you can kind of see that energy happening mm -hmm. and really like, it's important, April, that like the best way, and this is across the board, not just on the holidays, but the best way to help the world is one person at a time. It's working on yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you know that Uncle Frank is going to do that shit, that you just breathe and relax and just not be the one that he triggers. And and mm -hmm. we don't have to be responsible for our siblings. We don't have to be responsible for our mother and our father. Like, it's not our fault if Uncle Frank blows things up. Okay. But yet I find that if we just take responsibility for our own energy and be at peace with Uncle Frank and his craziness, that that creates an energy that will at least make one point of stability in this tornado of events that is Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, the holidays. Right. So just let Uncle Frank be Uncle Frank. It's not our fault. Yeah. It's not our job to monitor Uncle Frank, you know, no, or, or not, we don't have to fix anybody. Either. And, uh, and we don't have to have an opinion necessarily or express an opinion about everything either. 
And I think that's, that's too, like we can feel pressured, like, oh, I need to step in here and say that this is not right, you know? And it's like, well, do you right now? Do you have to I do that? I could not agree more. <laughs> like you think like one thing that I, I, I find interesting, I'll say, is that, you know, I, I work in prison, I do prison work. And there are people who have one set of religious beliefs, and then there are people who have other sets of spiritual beliefs, and they will actually get into arguments about those spiritual beliefs, religious beliefs, I'll say, mm -hmm. because they think they're going to solve it. And yet there is a history, a long history of experts not agreeing. Right. So what what's the highest outcome of, an, of a discussion with Uncle Frank? Is it that you... Make him believe your point of view that you that mm -hmm. whatever it is that's in you know is that really going to happen? <laughs> no, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Apologies so, to Frank's out there, but we're just yeah, using yeah, that as no an example. Kidding. Uncles <laughs> but, and Frank. So then, what's what's and then you know when you when you're at peace and you have your sort of you're you're in the moment, you're present. Maybe you see what Uncle Frank is really looking for is attention, you know, mm -hmm. and maybe there's something else going on, you know, and and you can. That's why when you stay sort of present in your own energy, you have the ability to actually do something that will contribute to the peace, but not because you're fighting with Uncle Frank or letting your ego mm. become involved and have to protect how people see you or having to sort of put up a, a, a being that you are and have to present that and stand behind that and pr protect your own you know opinion of yourself. Wow, that's that's really profound. Yeah, I think we do get, we tend to get caught up in that. And, you know, but you're, you're saying, let's turn the focus back on me and what's going on in my own body, you know, and can I just be with the situation as is? It's an amazing practice because really the holidays are just an accentuate, accentuated normal life, if you will. Right. And so when we enter into these situations and they come up, our will feel energies come up, right? It, and and it's you could call it emotion, you mm -hmm. could call it triggering, but there's almost always a moment when the energy is there and we can feel that energy. And if we can catch that moment before it turns into like pure anger or God forbid words coming out of our mouth right. <laughs> that we don't have control over, mm -hmm. All these practices, like all the spiritual practices, relaxing, releasing, letting go is all about having just a little bit of space between mm. stimulus and response. We can take a deep breath. And my, my emphasis is always when I work with my clients is don't go backwards in those moments. Mm. You know, if you think of your whole life as being working towards releasing like it's all in there at birth, the love, the beauty, the peace, the way to, to be a constructive, beautiful human being. And that most of the problems are from trying to pile on artificial layers of, and, and sometimes they come by trauma, stress, whatever, but mm -hmm. we don't think we're enough. We don't think we're good enough. So we put things in the way. So these moments, they can help us to peel back the stress, the trauma, because we see them so clearly. That's how life points them out to us. Mm -hmm. We do our best to relax and release. And it's not, it's always an imperfect thing. Anger is going to come. It's, it's a beautiful, it's a natural emotion. 
lust, anger, greed, all these things, you know, we just cling to all that stuff because those are what those layers have told us are going to make us happy, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. The closer we get to the purest state of our heart, maybe you call it consciousness, I don't know, but we're good enough and to mm -hmm. trust that and just relax with it. And even if we say nothing, even if we just, just weather the storm, Mm -hmm. We don't go backwards. We keep moving forwards and building up our relationship with other people, mm -hmm. building up a sense of love for our family and building up a sense of trust and love for our own being, for our own heart. That's beautiful. Um, economics, finances, that's another big one with people. This pressure to perform, you know, and uh, it makes sure everybody gets what they want, um, you know, and then feeling like, if I can't deliver on that, you know, what does that say about me? Oof. It's, it's, it's rough for people. I mean, I, you know, that I'm thankful that's not even a focus of mine, you know, cause we just don't do a whole lot, you know, we just kind of hang yeah. out, you know, but um, it is for a lot of people, just this pressure of not enough, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. you know, not enoughness, you know, because I can't afford this, or I can't buy this for so-and-so, or the expectations around all of that, you know, I can't meet the expectation. And sometimes mm -hmm. those expectations are imaginary. They're things we put on ourselves. I think that that happens a lot. Absolutely. You know, it, I, almost always the best answer comes from the deepest place. And this is my version of the deepest place. Everybody's got their own, but I'll share you mine, right? That mm -hmm. entering into the holidays, all these celebrations are about love on mm -hmm. one level or another, right? It's in Thanksgiving, it's gratitude for the family and your friends and just the people who really support you throughout life. It's Thanksgiving, right? It's right. And Christmas, you know, depending upon where you are and your religious walk or different thing, but it's a time to kind of share gifts kind of in the name of whatever spiritual leader that you prescribe to. Right? right. Right. But it's all about love in one form or another. And the highest version of love is unconditional love, hmm. right? That no matter who you run into, you've got a place in your heart that's open and receptive to helping them, to, to being with them, if that's what's required. Mm -hmm. And that includes being with yourself and, and having self-respect and self-love, mm -hmm. which is a hard thing for people to get. That's, you know, that's a huge, it's hard for people to even know what it's like to have an open heart. But at the end of the day, it's not transactional love, right? right. And all of the marketing around Christmas is that if you give your your female friend a diamond, <laughs> you're going to get it. You know, whatever it is you're looking for, you know, it's going right. to happen. Right? Yeah. That's the fucking epitome of transactional love. And it's horrible, it right? Horrible. Like that, yeah. that, that you're using some version of material wealth or um, even emotion like there's something that you're giving to get something back mm, yeah and so that's the place to start like why am i like so you pull your credit out your card you're about to go on amazon or you're about to go in your local whatever store what's your purpose what are you really trying to do what's the what's the energy that you're trying to give somebody you think of 
Like if you could go to that person, you've got this Christmas list, right? And all these names are on it. Mm -hmm. You see that person, what is it you'd really like them to have and feel? Hmm. You'd like them to be happy. You'd like for them to have a fulfilling, whole, purposeful, joyous life, you know? And that has nothing to do with your ego. Most of the Christmas presents we buy, like when you watch TV and they have the Lexus wrapped in the big bow and it's like, damn, I've got to spend 40 grand to like make somebody happy or 50 grand, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it's fucking bullshit. Like, no, that's ego. That is you satisfying your own ego as being this amazing provider and, and that happiness that, that the other person feel it's transactional happiness. It's just, they got something that they wanted but it wasn't your love, right? It was your credit card number. It was your debt or whatever. So mm-hmm. in that midst, just be really intentional about what that gift is supposed to do, both to the recipient, but also being aware of what it does for you as the, as the gift giver. Like, are you making sacrifices that are going to set you back and ultimately cause you pain because you have, maybe you have a high credit card number at the end of that at the end of like january rolls around and now it's like oh shit i gotta like reevaluate all my loan structures and and like re restructure things and that's not going to be what lets you be a lover a lover of life a lover of your friends pure love unconditional love 365 days a year which is really the best gift you can give somebody Hmm. so Sometimes it's painful. You have to acknowledge that this gift that you want to give somebody is about your own ego. And, and perhaps there is an expectation, but and, and I, I know this is going to sound really horrible, but fuck expectations. Like that's not Great. what we're here for. We're not here to do that. That's not whatever interpretation you have of Christmas. That's not it. Right. That has nothing to do with it. Yeah. So Unconditional love, 365 days of the year is the highest version of gift giving that you can come up with that that, that, that exists. I couldn't agree more. So whatever you're doing with your money and your resources and your affection and whatever you look at when you see those ads, just stay clear in your own intention as best you can. Take that deep breath because those are trick. Those ads, they're made by geniuses. Like all the advertising you see, they're geniuses. They're Mm -hmm. masters at their craft. And that's going to trigger the shit out of you. And you just got to be ready to stand through that and not let your ego get pulled into it. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of conditioning around this stuff. You know, it's, it's tremendous. And, but what you're suggesting is practicing inquiry, slowing down and practicing inquiry, asking what, what are, what are my intentions around this? Why am I, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people like once the hustle and bustle starts, you know, it's like off to the races and there's just no, they don't feel like there's any time to slow down and to really give this consideration. So now is the time to do that. And that's, that's the reason why we're doing this podcast, because this is the perfect, this week (laughs) is the perfect week to set those intentions and to be mindful about how you navigate this. And it could it could be something as saving yourself thousands of dollars of debt come January, 
or some big misunderstanding in your fa- in the family or you know habits that are not healthy for your body mind or spirit exactly yeah. right you know at the end of the day earth is a place that we're sent to evolve right yes as humans you know mm-hmm. we're we're on some level we're just trying to get better right mm-hmm. and Every step that we take during the holidays seems to have an elevated importance because of all this conditioning that you're talking about. But it's important just to step back and just, it's just another day. There's 365 of them, you know? Mm-hmm. And that it's about learning. It's about getting closer to your pure intention, getting closer to your, whatever your highest calling is, it's about getting closer to that. Mm-hmm. And so much of what the holidays represent isn't about that. It's just about creating, you know, economic opportunity or whatever. There's, there's all kinds of ways to look at it, but make sure that you're letting the way you celebrate the holidays, the way you experience your family and your loved ones serve you first and then them Mm -hmm. because it January is going to come. February is going to come, you know, who knows what, the economy is going to do. If you put yourself in a bad spot, that's going to be another thing that you have to work through. And right to, you know, the, the beautiful metaphor is that when you get on the airplane, right. And they're explaining like all the different safety things and that they talk about the mask dropping down and you get your kid next to you, they say, put your own mask on first. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't breathe and you can't survive, then you aren't going to help anybody else, including your kid. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. You know, I look at the word holiday and I think holy day. Yeah. And, you know, it it can be that. Every day can be a holy day, 365 days out of the year, like you've said. They if, are. <laughs> if we're Yeah, they are. And if we're coming from a place <laughs> of open-heartedness, first towards ourselves and then towards one another, then it is a holy day. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think any... I mean, there are days of celebration, but every day is just as important. Every day we're trying to move forward and are evolving and our growth. Mm-hmm. You know, another, when you talk about holy day, there's another, in the, um, in the yoga world, there's a, a concept of Kriya, K-R-I-Y, K-R-I-Y-A. And it, that, that term represents like a strong release right? When you go through a difficult moment, you have like a, an emotional, um, like you almost become overwhelmed with some emotion and you just breathe and relax to it and it releases. And you have this like, almost like a mm. ecstatic release, or just at least a, a peaceful release of a, of a really harsh energy that you've been saddled with for a long time. Right. And for me, the little joke with God is that Christmas kind of sounds a lot like Christmas, like, like mm. that, that, going through these holidays and going through the shopping and having to get to the Walmart by this time and to the deli by this time to pick up all that stuff and getting stuck in traffic and maybe the weather. There's so many moments just to go through these releases, every moment, traffic, Black Friday, competing for, you know, the whatever, getting the Christmas tree. These are all moments that we can use to relax and release Mm. and it's easy to anticipate them in a negative way, fearfully, anxiety, whatever. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we're going to be fine, you know? Mm-hmm. 
we may frustrate some people, but whatever our heart is, whatever our deepest intention is going to far outlast, outlive the holidays. Right. So use every moment of the next three months to just get higher in a spiritual way, to let go, to grow, because it's really a potent time of year. I, I, I feel like these are high holy days, not because they're so blissful, but because we do have such an opportunity to work through our, our shit, through our stuff, to let go mm -hmm. of our traumas, conditionings, past, past moments of pain that we've stored and haven't been able to work with. Right. Life will bring them up and that's our chance to really work with them and not, not put them on other people, not mm -hmm. you know, anger, shame, frustration, it's nothing to be ashamed of. We don't have to express it on other people. We don't, if we don't, we don't have it. to project that. Exactly. So it's a practice. So you can use the coming days as a spiritual practice to, to heal what, you know, because I think for a lot of people, uh, you know, I worked in emergency medicine for a lot of years and we, you know, we had, you know, and I don't like to be, to bring this up, but it's just a fact. We had a lot of suicides, uh, attempts and a lot of people who were very depressed during the holidays and what you're saying to me is very encouraging because you're you're suggesting that there's an alternative that you can shift your perspective and use um, the things that come up as a practice in in really finding some healing. So this season doesn't have to be, you know, a one more year of feeling depressed through the holidays. It can be a spiritual practice. It can be the year that you're set free. Yes. You know, perhaps a way to look at this is to turn your attention to previous Christmases. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what was in your stock? You remember what you got? Do you remember the, like what unwrapping the boxes? Do you remember what, or do you remember like the people and the love that they had and the moments with them? And were they present for you? Did they get angry? Did they, the biggest gift that you can provide is just to be as open and as loving as you can be. And Yes, it's it can be a it can all that pressure to perform and to be to to meet society's expectations can really focus on our insecurities and our anxieties and really make them pre prevalent and and be at the focus of our concentration. It's all we'll see, mm -hmm. but it's not the truth. It's right. not all there is. There's there's. I, I've heard my teacher Michael A. Singer talk about how. Depression is focusing all of our conscious on a point of sadness. That in reality, if you take the whole world, like the alpha and the omega, like over here, like over here at my feet, there's a cat. And over here, there's a picture of something. And over here, there's a tree. And there's all this stuff's happening. But if I allow my focus just to be on this one moment of pain or this one mm. place of insecurity or fear or inadequacy in my life, that's all I'm going to see. That's all I'm going to fear. And that can be that can rob me of my energy, which is depression. It can mm -hmm. take away my ability to feel like I can be open and happy ever again. It can make you lose track of that. Right. So the holidays can really have a potent effect of focusing us on our inadequacies or, or perceived inadequacies, self-limiting prophecies, all that stuff. So get some help, you know, talk to people who can help you see the whole picture because it's there. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you are a follower of Christ and you love Jesus or you love Buddha or Muhammad, they're still there. 
and their core teachings are still there. And the beauty of those principles, the common principles shared between all these spiritual paths is that you are a being of love and you are a being of light and you are a being of energy. So let it, let it flow, find some help. Yes. Don't let yourself get stuck with that focus on that one singular point of pain because everybody's got that, mm -hmm. but it's the ability to kind of expand that. And so you meditate maybe, or you seek help. You go to AA meetings, you find places where you've got your, 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 your tribe and mm -hmm. people who understand you. And if it's exercise, then make sure you keep your exercise routine. Maybe you're doing yoga. Mm -hmm. If you sing in a choir, you go make sure you sing. All, there's, life has given us all these ways of experiencing energy, physical mm -hmm. energy, emotional energy. If you do art, do your art, like just create some space to heal yourself and to do the things which help you to see the whole big picture. Yes. Go see movies if that's what it takes. Listen to music. But if you feel yourself getting stuck in one place, experiment, play. Life is a Leela. They say life is God's sport, right? Mm. That's, that's, a, that's a yogic principle. So play that game. And, you know, the best athletes, the best sports people don't get stuck in a mistake, like a, a, in football, which may not fit everybody's metaphor, but a quarterback throws an interception, the best quarterbacks forget about it like that. And mm -hmm. that, that's a high bar to get over. But when you experience pain or you experience a mistake, it's just a moment. There's no sense of having shame and guilt. You're going to feel it. Shame and guilt are just like bred into us. It seems like conditioned into us from an early age and people yeah. can use it to control us. You know, even our parent figures can, can use that to control us. Mm -hmm. We don't have to fall subject to it. We can see it. We can work with it. And the beautiful time of this, this season is that when it is so heightened and when it is so part of such a deep part of our awareness, we can actually work with it in a more effective way because we can feel it. We can work with it. We can see it so clearly because it's so powerful. Oh, it that's is. We get that help we're talking about. Again, you need to go to AA, please. That's a beautiful place. NA, all the different things mm -hmm. that people do to get support. Preload it. Like you said, now's the time to set those places mm -hmm. in motion and to establish those relationships and say, hey, you know, Christmas is coming. This is a hard time of year for me. Can we stick together? Maybe we get together and do a meditation together. Just mm -hmm. find people that you can build your tribe, build some support, set some mechanisms in motion so that you're in ahead of the energy, that you're not falling behind to it. Okay. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's perfect. You know, I was thinking about vulnerability and, you know, to sometimes admit that, okay, I'm a little overloaded. I'm going to step back for a moment or I'm not going to host this this year. I'm overwhelmed, you know, um, and that that's okay. I recently did that with my family. I'm we're building a house and we're packing to move and we're remodeling. And I said, you know, I'd love to host it, but this is not the year for me, yeah. you know, uh, in, in terms of Thanksgiving. Um, and so not feeling like you're obligated to do something that you feel deep down inside would, uh, would be wrong, you know, honoring, honoring what you know is correct for you. And sometimes mm -hmm. bowing out, like I just, I'm, this is not the year to do this. I'm, I will happily do this next year. I couldn't agree more. You know, I, I think there's a power. Like what I'm hearing is that you came to this conclusion early <laughs> and sort of instead of being resistant to that notion 
or getting your ego attached to being the one who comes through and like going and renting yeah. out the space and doing just accept it. It's okay. Like it's not, that's not, you don't have to be that person. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of that is that it creates an opportunity for somebody else, Yes, you know? Yes. And even if it means that there's a tiny get together and maybe it's fragmented, sometimes that's the way the energy of love can be best expressed. And mm-hmm. that can be a special year. And we can get stuck in like that anticipation, anticipatory viewpoint that we talked about earlier, where if I don't do this, it's not going to get done and it's going to be fucked up. It's going to be a terrible year. Right. It it doesn't have to be that way. Just mm-hmm. that that's the point of surrender, right? To let life kind of run those things and let it be what it's going to be. And, you know, I, I, again, I would point to, you know, the work that I do in prison. I was talking with one of the inmates the other day about how, you know, how do they deal with Christmas and Thanksgiving? Because, you know, they don't, it's a dark time for them. They don't get all the, they don't, most of them don't get any family attention, you know? And so they're just stuck together and, and they're people, they come and go. So like, they don't have like really solid bonds to get the form. Mm-hmm. But what they do is it's insane. They get together. Some of them bring soups and some of them bring coffee cakes. These little like stupid little, you know, dollar <laughs> 25. Co- and they, they all bring something together mm-hmm. and they put it in and somebody acts as the cook and they'll just mash all this ungodly food together and make something that represents Thanksgiving for them. Mm-hmm. And it's a deep and beautiful time for them. And when I heard that, it's like the lesson of that is like how little it matters that we sort of meet the prescribed physical elements of a holiday as long as our head and our heart are in the right place. That's impressive and very inspirational. Yeah. And one other thing I would add is that one thing that's helped me is if there is something that you can do, and I, and I don't want to add pressure to anybody's life, but any kindness that they you can extend beyond yourself is as a, a just a way of reassuring. There's something really self fulfilling about expressing kindness or a gift to somebody who has no way to repay you or no mm-hmm. under like somebody who doesn't even know who you are. Right. So when you see homeless people, just look them in the eye and say hi. Even That's like it's, it's amazing how that will open your own heart. Being kind to people, letting people ahead of you in line, simple acts of small kindness during this pressure season and giving other people space and realizing what pressure they're going through will relieve your own pressure. Mm. This is the time of year to really double down on acts of, of anonymous kindness. Oh, yeah. It changes. It can change your whole viewpoint. Absolutely. And it takes the focus off of whatever you're, you know, you're struggling with, and it puts it on to just maintaining open heartedness and, and love towards another human being. And that's really huge. And that's what changes the world. You know, yeah. it's not one the person at a time, one person at a time. It, it's not, you know, making sure your point gets across at the family dinner. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, loving people, meeting them where they're at, giving them grace to be human and, and not including perfect, yourself, <laughs> including yourself when you, when you don't feel like you're measuring up to whatever unreasonable expectations that you might've put on, on yourself, just having grace and, and, um, being kind and loving and forgiving and, and understanding, trying to understand because understanding builds that bridge. Yeah. Yeah. 
Just work on yourself, be the best you can be and let the cards fall where they may. That's God's business. That's the universe's business. You just do the best, the best that you can. Beautifully, beautifully said, Tim. And I think that's a perfect way to wrap this up. So we just really want to encourage people to, uh, to just love yourself. And, and like Tim said, you know, just, just, just have an open heart. Reach out to people, set up little mechanisms of strength. Yes. If you need to go to meetings, set up meetings, do whatever it is, but yeah. Prepare have your yourself. support system, have your support, yeah. have, have it all planned so that you're not, uh, reacting right you're responding to what's around you and you're taking those pauses and slowing down and 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 maybe in really enjoying this time you yeah. know that it can offer so thanks so much tim for coming on again i appreciate you and i think My we're going to do this again um and if you would like to find him, he's he's got an amazing, amazing offerings on his website. I will put that below. He's at the Temple of the Universe. You can find out more about him by going to his website. And um, thanks so much, everybody, for joining us. And happy holy days. Yeah. Thank you, April. <laughs> thanks.